0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ebony POV, which is a Big Brother podcast on behalf of SoWrongForThat.com, which we talk about anything and everything Big Brother from an African-American point of view. Um, we are talking about Big Brother, which just entered its 20th season tonight with the first episode, a two-hour episode of Big Brother Twenty. Now, we'll be talking about a lot of things, Um, Big Brother, both uh, Big Brother Canada, some of the other international seasons, and the past season with Big Brother USA. But right now, it's all about Big Brother 20. and all about Julie entering those doors um, from the new designed house and welcoming the the audience, which had a lot of events um, from all the seasons with Chicken George from Big Brother 1, as well as Daniel Reyes and Lace and Lisa from Big Brother 3, all the way to Big Brother 19 with Josh and Alex and Paul. Praise God, Paul was an audience. But again, we're going to be talking about all things Big Brother 20 right now, specifically with this first episode. So, to start off Big Brother 20, Julie comes from inside the house, gives us a little bit of the decor, what to expect, and of course promises a big twist in the end. And then she walks out to the audience where everyone's clapping, including some um, vets of the past 20 years. Um, You know, you see Davon and Paul, you see Steve and the twins from Big Brother 17, you even see Enzo from Big Brother 12. Um, I know she was in the audience, but I didn't see my favorite player of all time, which is the Queen Danielle Reyes. Um, I really wanted to see her in the audience if I, I knew she was there, though, as well as Lisa, the, um, the other representative from Big Brother 3. But after the camera pans and shows the vents, as well as other audience members, which were probably, you know, c- CBS uh, employees, um, we cut to the first eight house guests going in. Um, Honestly, they have the the fake intros again, which we were told possibly because we didn't know for sure that they may not do that this year. What they did with Big Brother, Big Brother Canada 6 is instead of using those intros where they find their key, they actually just gave a little background of each house guest. But I'm kind of glad because it's kind of tradition to have the, the key finding um, and a little background of the house guest's where they actually live. The problem is it's so fake sometimes. I mean, like the first house guests were, were pretty much okay. Um Bailey's intro was good. Um Sam's intro was very different but <laughs> but it was good. Um Steve's intro was 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 great. Um probably the probably the worst intro was definitely um Chris aka Swaggy C, and I'm going to go ahead and call him Swaggy C for the remainder of the season since everybody else will be. But Swaggy C, I mean, literally his key finding ceremony was doing a dunk and then the key dropping from the sky out of nowhere after he made the dunk on the basketball court. That makes no sense. No sense at all. I mean, some of the intros kind of made sense where you, you find the key in the car seat, like with Angie Rockstar. But, like, who's going to actually have a key fall from the sky like that unless God is giving it to him? <laughs> it made no sense. But, you know, like Swaggy C, it was out there. It was outrageous. And definitely Swaggy C definitely was probably considered the most outrageous person of the night. Um, probably the, the weirdest intro that probably turned a lot of people off, not necessarily me, but definitely surprised me, was Winston's. In his preseason interviews, he always was calm and cool and collected, um, you know, kind of laid back, but what I didn't expect that he would give off or what we call, you know, a conservative vibe, and I think it's going to... Probably turned some viewers the wrong way because all he talked about was his gun and his dog. Um, nothing wrong with being laid back, but being laid back like that was a bit much. And I can already tell when I was looking at the Twitter replies on on BB-20, like people were already hating on him. You need to give him a chance. Um, he talked about, very important, how I talked about he not only he had his gun, but he had his concealed carry. Talked about how he wanted to protect himself. Um, We had a lot of politics and Celebrity Big Brother. We really don't need it in this season. It should be jam-packed already. But you never know what can happen, Um, you know, when once the people get bored and the feeds come on. So it is what it is. But the intros were a time-honored tradition, but they got more and more phony as it went on. Um, Probably another good intro was... Haley, who was a student at Texas A&M, I liked her intro. I liked her being out at the farm when she was feeding the cows, it seemed like it was, or the horses, it was going to be a lot, a lot more outrageous, kind of like in the super country way. But it was, it was low key. I think it made sense for her. I think hers was one of the best ones. I particularly liked when they showed the shot of her sunbathing on the roof of her barn I think that was a great shot and not just because she's a beautiful woman but because it gave a little bit of I think a glimpse of what her personality is yes she works she works on on the barn to help her parents but also has enough time to actually sunbathe out there kind of gives a little bit of a glimpse of her personality and how she could function in the house so I really like that intro but, you know, after have the intro of the first eight and then they go in the house, it is Bailey, who actually was um, one of my pre-season favorites, who went in first in the house. And you know what that means. If Bailey goes in the house first, that means she's almost guaranteed to lose. Statistics show that no one who has entered first into the BB Brother house, whether it's BB Brother Canada or Big Brother USA, none of them have won not even in in the outlier seasons like BBOTT when Scott entered the house first or in Celebrity Big Brother. But Bailey could be that that uh that exception. But you had Bailey and then you had Tyler and then you had Winston and you had Sam. They were the first four. Um I think that was a good four to to start off with. Bailey is definitely the the, the people person, she's definitely working around her social game already on point from beginning to end um, Tyler is playing the dumb surfer guy well, knowing that he's a lot smarter than that um, it definitely showed that when the next eight came in with Angela, when he talked with her and she got all the way excited, oh my god about being from Hilton Head, South Carolina and like his first thought was not that she was yelling, but the fact that they were thinking they were a secret alliance. That the players were thinking they were a secret alliance already because they were supposedly from the, the same place. And Angela huh, Angela wasn't thinking that, but more on Angela later on. Then of course you get into after the first eight get settled in the next eight, they get their their intros, and then they go in the house, and eventually all sixteen people are in the house and they are, you know, they do the initial champagne thing where they talk about um, who they are, where they're from, and what their occupation is. And we had at least three liars on during that time. And I hate when people lie about their jobs. It just doesn't pan well. I mean, yes, Derek won in season 16 by doing that. But even his job was an undercover cop it worked because lying about what he did is actually what he used to do for a living so it's not he was lying he was just going about what he normally does outside of the house but lying lying about your job almost never works and I wish people would stop doing that um Steve with his mechanic lie you had uh Brett with his technical sales lie and then a few others and it's it'll be great once they get found out but it seems so unnecessary all right so now we're going to talk about the the standouts and the dropouts of each episode and when i mean by standouts and dropouts the four people who stood out stood out and 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 got good ground and and did good work in the episode as compared to the four dropouts Who dropped the ball in this episode. Um, The first person who stood out to me obviously was Swaggy C. He probably had the most diary room sessions in the two hour episode. Um, He was actually funny. He was cocky. Yeah, he was cocky. But he was funny. And he showed good game sense. And he won the first two competitions. Which put him in the forefront of, of everything at the end of the episode. Um, I think he did well. I think he was a lot more toned down than you would have thought he was in his preseason interviews. And I think that's what impressed me the most. I was going like, Swagasy is probably going to be funny, but I don't think he's going to have much clout in this game. Um, but after this episode, I think that's, that's not the case. I think he's going to be a, a long-term player in this game. He's still cocky. He still needs to tone it down. And that's going to be his downfall later on in this game, depending on what he does. But overall, I was impressed with Swaggy C, considering my expectations. Um, He showed that he's a competitor, and he was a good sport about it for the the most part. Um, He should have thought about um, giving Angela his word when he won that second competition but beyond that i think he he definitely stood out he's definitely going to be a fan favorite even though people may be turned on by his cockiness um bailey was a second standout bailey was awesome again bailey the let's be honest the two black people on this cast were cast well and since this is the ebony pov i want to talk about the code switching that bailey did Bailey was great. She turned on a flight attendant persona when she was talking with with Haley. Like when she said she graduated from, or she was a student at Texas A&M, Bailey was the first one that said, hey, I went to Baylor, which is also a university in Texas. Um, she talked with Rachel. She talked with Angelo. And she talked with Sam. So she has that Southern charm. But then when she talked with, Swaggy C, she was like, look, we need to get it together. You need to tone it down because you know I F's with you. I'm like, all right, Bailey, I see what you're doing. You're over here code switching, and you're about, about to teach these people on Big Brother how to code switch. So, I mean, I have to give it to Bailey. I think, I think she was a little upset um, at the end at Swaggy's decision, which we'll get to, but right now. Unless something happens on the feeds, I think Bailey is a, is is in the least trouble. W- when it comes to this cast, as of this week, Bailey's not going anywhere. I think her social game is, is on point. Um, we also have to give it up to Haley. Haley is the third person who stood out in this episode. Um, she didn't sh- get shown as much as Swaggy and Bailey, but what we did see of Haley. Of her social game. I think it's great. And um, I also think it shows that... a That she's going to be a contender in the physical competitions. And I think she is definitely going to be a social threat. But what we've seen. Especially with her intro. Which showed how much of a social threat she can be. Um, I have good feelings about her. And of course I also have good feelings about her fourth standout. Which is Tyler. Tyler. Um, I would say of the four standouts. He... Impressed me the least, but he still was funny. He still had some good diary room, diary room antics. Um, he didn't compete all that well in the in the uh, um in the in the competition. He did get the first um, folder. Uh, I I would have loved to see what he would have been able to do um, in the. In the cybersecurity competition, and if he would have won what he would have did in the surfing competition. I kinda that's probably a missed opportunity for Big Brother there, but um he was funny. Um his vibes that he got off of Angela and off of of Steve makes me think he's not going to be as this happy go lucky as people as people would think or as he um presented himself to be in the preseason interviews i think he's going to have a little bit of an attitude and he's going to be a little bit more game bot mode than than what we expect which is a good thing but i think he's still going to play dumb and play old surfer dude and try to be like like jace um from big brother 17 and and Hayden from Big Brother 16. But I think we're going to see a lot, at least strategy-wise, from Tyler. So I'm 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 up on him. The dropouts. Alright, so dropouts. Let's talk about the four dropouts in this episode. The first one is Brett. Brett, what can we not say about Brett? From the preseason interviews, we expected him to be obnoxious um we expected him to be so so proud of his intelligence which he has yet to display as well as his his physical looks and and his physical threat as a competitor um and he lived up to that uh i mean he wasn't too obnoxious let's let's be honest but as far as everybody else had a nice personality had some game sense he wasn't. You can tell he was being fed lines in the diary room, that were, you know, play-ons of his background, which really weren't that funny. Um, he didn't do all that well in the competition, but he made it look like that he was he was running things. He's going to be the one that's going to want to be an alpha dog, and and he's not going to be. You can already tell. Eventually, people are not going to like on Brett. He's going to have to win his way through the first half of the game in order to to make a stand to win this game. Uh, I mean, he wasn't as obnoxious as, as I thought he was going to be, but he definitely was a downside to this episode, as was Steve, who is number two. Steve is definitely the cop, 100% the cop, but he's also 100% the professor. He tries to be a mechanic and he's probably gonna try and play a dumb mechanic as we see on the feeds, but he's he's definitely gonna be so suspicious and he can't hide his suspicion. That's what makes Steve bad in a dropout as far as the game and, and lowers his tent his chances as a as a big brother possible winner. There's nothing wrong with, with weighing out and being and being suspicious of things and being able to suss things out. The problem with Steve is he can't hide it. He has that stare, he has it, he goes into that interrogation mode, and you can tell it. And that's why I, I really, I don't think Steve is long for this game, because he's too much of a cop, and then he's also too much a professor. With all these younger, younger people in the house, he's going to go into that professor-student mentality and probably try to teach people, since he is a super fan of the game and actually knows some stuff. He's probably going to be getting knowledge that wasn't even asked for, um... And, and we're not even gonna talk about the whole little robot breakdancing thing. That was, they were wrong for that. CBS set him up. That's a meme in the making. They knew that. They shouldn't have let him do that little robot thing first place. He wasn't even on beat. Second, in second place, they know when they have an older man dancing, even if he even if he has a rhythm, when they have an older man dancing, all that is is a meme waiting to happen. So we might, I might as well go right now to Twitter and probably see the memes of Steve trying to break breakdance. That was horrible. Um number three. Oh my god. Um let's talk about Chakra Khan. AKA what Kristen I think is her n- name is. Um oh my god. Uh, I did not like her. From old girl talking about having the oils and the sage when she talked to Angie Rockstar. Um and then getting all mad at Swaggy C for his decision, which we'll talk about in a second. At the at the end, um, for someone who wanted to be about all about peace and light, I'm not seeing any peace and light from Chakra Khan. And I, um, you know what? I don't even, I can't remember what her real name is, but that's what we're calling a Chakra Khan. Um, Chakra Khan is going to rub people in the hallway. way. From an entertainment, from a hashtag team fun fees perspective, I can't wait to see her on fees. She's going. I know she's going to make people so upset. But yeah. I'm probably not going to be able to watch much of Chakra Khan, as well as other people. Which leads to the fourth one, Angie Rockstar. Um, I had some weird feelings about her. I think she was going to be a funny personality, but I don't know how long she's going to be, and how far she would be able to really be in the game. But then talks about she's leaving her child, she's a mother of three, and that, and that she's like, Johnny, she's a pagan. Pagan witch, I'm like, good God. And then, you know, she said she's a festival coordinator. So now she already has um, Steve on her side, probably, probably thinking that she's a drug dealer, which is hilarious. But yeah, Angie didn't look so well. She didn't do so well in the competitions. She, she didn't get much as far as real um, camera time, as far as the others. But and, Angie would be the fourth person, what I call the dropouts. Which leads us to the decision. So we have the decision that Swaggy C after beating both the eight, the seven other people that he was with in the first round as well as Angela in the final round. He has to choose eight people to keep safe from the first eviction. One of those can be including him. The twist is he has to choose from the moving groups. So the, the groups actually moved in in groups of four. So he can choose his group, which would be himself and three other people, and then choose another group, which would, which would go up to eight. And then the other eight, we have to assume, will be the ones that will be competing for the HOH competition that we're having in the next episode tomorrow. Um, I know there were some things that he had to choose either Angela's group or he chose Bailey's group. And I like the way the episode set this up, that that you had Bailey's group, which was a strong group, with the exception of Sam, Lord Jesus, um, a.k.a. Sam Bot. Or he had to choose between Angela's group, which had JC and had Chakra Khan and I forgot the other person right now. But he had both of those groups to choose between, and he chose a safer one, he chose a third group with, with Fessy, was actually, supposedly, right now, for all intents and purposes, his ride or die. And then the group that he was with. So you have these two groups left out in the cold, and then he saves the eight there, which includes Fessy, which includes KC, who now has the pinwheel of doom, which includes Scotty, which, which is, is turning out to be one of my favorites. Um, I think that was the best move for him, in my opinion. Um, I think he's going to piss off a group of eight, either way. Um, Bailey may be mad at him, but Bailey is still safe. And, a matter of fact, because they've been name dropping each other that they're cool with each other, this actually separates them and actually makes them more safe. It's like, to be honest, like, with them talking about them being like brother and sister we don't need people to to pair them up together real quick. That's that's the same thing like Tyler and Angelo. Um, the thing that happened early in the in the episode. We don't need that to happen. It actually is good for both of them if they if they separate in this way now and have Bailey be quote unquote in danger, which she's gonna be the safest one. Nobody's gonna put her up right now. Bailey's doing a great job social game and it's too early anyway to try to put someone like her who is actually one of the the pretty girls in the house they wouldn't do that unless she really really does something to make people mad um, while feeds are not on yet which I sincerely doubt I think honestly when you talk about good social capital the the first four people winning the game Bailey, Winston Tyler and Sam are probably as far as far as, a, as a group of four have the best social game. I don't think any of those, those four, are going to be up anytime soon. And with the spoilers that we've heard, it's, it's probably a, a very good chance of that happening. Then all four of them be safe. Well, all three of them, but we won't get into spoilers right now. Um, but that is it. This is the first episode. I want to do with a quick recap, um, and with the some things of what we're going to expect for these episodes. Again, I'll be talking about standouts and dropouts in each episode. And on the next episode, on the next podcast, um, once we have the Thursday episode, we'll do a quick quick wrap and then we'll do a, a quick assessment of each of the 16 house houseguests. Um, well, we'll say 16 so far because you never know what Big Brother will throw out. But that is it for now. Um, again love Swaggy C more than I thought I would love Bailey love Haley and I think Tyler's going to go far um, probably the ones that, that already in a hole at least socially is, is Brett Chakra Khan and Angie Rockstar but Angie's safe for the week thanks, thanks to the pick so she doesn't have to worry about it um, but it was a great episode um, it seemed a little slow at part a little too edited in parts, but it was a great first episode. And I think this separate, second episode is going to set up uh, a great season as we go into the feeds. So thank you for listening. Um, be back with us um, tomorrow when we talk about the second episode and who ends up being first HOH. Again, this is Michael with the Ebony POV for com. Be blessed.